0: Lecture Topic Retaining Steadfast Alhamdulillah <laughs> Alhamdulillahi wa kafaa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi ladhi na stofa Amma baadu fa'a'udu bilahi minashaytanir rajimi bismillahir rahmanir rahim ان الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا تتنزل عليهم الملائكة الا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا ألا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا وابشروا بالجنه التي كنتم توعدون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم it's the pillar, her haythum, her fund, what be I say, at all, Hassan a tum for her, for Holly pin Nasa be Holokin Hassan, Oka Makan, Nabi Yusullah, who I he was seldom. Who suspected all of my brothers and elders? Allah Tala blessed us with this Mubarak month of Ramadan. <coughs> Whether the moon is sighted tonight or if it is not cited tonight in any case we are on the tail end of the Mubarak month so we barely have some hours left and this very very great and priceless opportunity that Allah granted us no matter how much somebody may have applied himself we are still nevertheless very deficient and In applying ourselves, we are extremely deficient, so how much can we even claim we applied ourselves? But regardless of all that, the very Barakat of this month, the greatness of this month was such that it got us involved in some amal, it made us conscious of Allah Ta'ala to some extent With the Taufik of Allah Ta'ala, we kept fast during the day that itself created a consciousness person didn't Eat and drink because Allah is watching. And likewise, many sins that people may have been accustomed to, let let alone sometimes getting involved in, very much accustomed to prior to Ramadan, but the Barkat of the Mubarak month of Ramadan and those things were forsaken. So Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah, all this is purely the grace of Allah Ta'ala. This is the Barkat of this Mubarak month of Ramadan. So Alhamdulillah, with the Tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, we kept fast, we performed the Tarawih Salah. Many a person who may not have been very punctual on his Salah prior to Ramadan, he became very punctual in this Mubarak month. And let alone the five daily Salah, he stood very happily for the twenty Rakats of Tarawih as well. And other Amal that we performed, till out of the Qur'an Sharif. many a person who may not have been reciting Quran Sharif the whole year round. But Allah Allah's fadal, in the Mubarak month of Ramadan, He made a lot of tilawat, He made zikr, He made dua. He got involved in so many righteous deeds. So Allah fadal, this is all Allah Allah's grace, His mercy, His kindness, His tawfiq. But now that this Mubarak month is on its last few hours with us, and once the Mubarak month has left, the big question is that what after. so does it mean that after the Mubarak month of Ramadan has gone then the Salah also is gone or the Salah of Jama'at then is gone the Tilawat of the Quran Sharif then leaves us then the obedience of Allah Ta'ala starts leaving us and the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala is gone and then all the sins and vices that we were restraining ourselves from that all just then opens out again, if that is what's awaiting us out there and how we're going to approach the time out there after Ramadan, then the whole object and purpose of Ramadan has been lost then. The sawab and the reward inshallah will get for whatever amal we performed. But the object of Ramadan was to inculcate taqwa. Taqwa is the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala that refrains a person from all vices and sin everything that is disobedience of Allah Ta'ala that taqwa holds him back it holds him back from neglecting the dues so his five daily salah and whatever other obligations of deen taqwa spurs him to make sure that he's completed and taqwa becomes a barrier between him and sin. So now this was the purpose of the Mubarak month of Ramadan لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may acquire taqwa, you may acquire the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala That is the issue that we have to reflect and check within ourselves How much of that taqwa has been acquired? How much of this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala has been acquired? Because that is what's now the purpose that we have We were given this month of Ramadan To boost that Iman, boost the taqwa to a point that then the rest of the 11 months this carries us through. But now if the Mubarak month leaves us and immediately a person starts deciding that he wants to go headlong to all the things he left behind prior to Ramadan, all the vices and sins that he had made Toba from, then the example of this is like a person who his car was in a state of total disrepair, badly damaged, not working, and he sent it to the workshop and for one month it was worked upon, for one month so much of effort was made upon it, it was now repaired, the engine now is in running order, the, all the dents and scratches and everything has been removed and repainted, that smashed windscreen has been replaced, and the lights were not working, that has been sorted out, everything has now been made as good as new. And now one month this whole process took place of fixing and sorting this vehicle out, And then the day he comes out, the first thing he does is he takes one nail and he starts scratching all the paintwork again. And then a few hours later he takes one brick and he smashes the windscreen. And then he decides to go and deliberately knock it into one wall. So now anybody who sees him doing all this, see something is seriously wrong with this person. That for one month, so much of effort was made on this vehicle to repay it to sort out all the problems, to remove all the dents, to remove all the scratches and whatever else was done to repay it and now barely one day has passed and he's already damaged it so much and now he's already one week later he's not even now capable of being driven. So anybody regards this as an extremely foolish thing, say, but this just doesn't, it just it cannot be making any logical sense that a person treats this in this manner. So our material possessions nobody ever does that. The material possessions we look after and especially we make it made some effort and taken some extra steps to sort something out. So now everybody is warned now that look this car has come now it's repaired so please make sure it's driven carefully and please make sure that you don't now park it somewhere that it will get scratched. So All the care is taken to look after it. So Allah Ta'ala provided us this Mubarak month of Ramadan This was a spiritual workshop and in the spiritual workshop of one month Allah gave us the opportunity to fix the engine of the heart to fix the headlights of the eyes that it mustn't now look at haram to put the brakes on the tongue that brake lining that had all worn out and whatever else happened and the tongue was gone loose and talking anything and everything indulging in zhibah in lying, in vulgarity, in obscenity, so now it put the brakes and the brake lining in place again, and put the brakes on the tongue, and likewise in general, it put the person into a mode of consciousness of Allah Taala, that I am the servant of Allah Taala, I am the slave of Allah Taala, Allah is my Creator, Allah is my Sustainer, I have to devote myself to Allah Taala's obedience, and malakul moth could come any time for me. And I will have to stand in front of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah and give an account of my deeds. And before that I have to face the questioning of the grave. So I need to be prepared for that, I need to live in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala so that when that moment comes and I'm laid in the grave, that grave becomes a garden of Jannah for me. On the day of Qiyamah I gain the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is pleased with me, Allah grants me Jannah without any accountability. Now all this is what we desire, what we hope for, what we aspire for. But that requires now that this spiritual workshop Allah blessed us with in this Mubarak month of Ramadan. And the improvement that Allah made possible out of His grace and mercy. That some extent of consciousness came in our hearts and minds. We became punctual with our salah. We became punctual on reciting Quran Sharif daily. Making the zikr of Allah, staying away from sin. So now the very crucial and important thing is istiqamat upon this, steadfastness, remaining constant and steadfast on the commands of Allah wa Taala, remaining steadfast in refraining from what Allah is forbidden. That is the most important aspect now. One Sahabi, Sufyan bin Abdullah, Sakhafi radiyallahu he came and asked Nabi Sallallahu alaihi a question. And the question was a very unique question. The question he came and asked was, That, قُلْ لِّفِي الْإِسْلَامِ قَوْلاً لا أسأل, أحدا لَا أَسْأَلُ أَحَدًا بَعْدَتْ شَيْئًا بَعْدَتْ O oh, Nabi of Allah, وسلم, tell me something about my deen that I don't have to ask anybody anything thereafter. Now, deen is such a vast treasure and there's so much in deen and it covers every aspect of life now he's saying tell me something that I don't ever need to ask anybody anything thereafter so now how do you encompass the whole of deen and now this is not that he's going to be sitting here for few years, he's just come to ask for that advice and move on so he asked but he asked that personality who Allah had blessed with the muadiza and miracle of jawami'ul kalim he asked Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with numerous Muajizat and miracles And among those miracles was That Allah blessed him with Jawami'ul Kalim That in a few words He could encompass volumes of knowledge Let alone volumes of knowledge In few words, in one line He could encompass an ocean of knowledge Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Answered the entire gave the answer in one line Wal <اسْتقِيم> amantu Billah ثُمَّ Say that is the testimony of Iman. That now you mashallah have already said this, so now you've claimed Iman. Now after having done this, you've claimed Iman, so now that must not remain just a claim. That must not, not remain just lip service. That must not just remain on the tongue. <اسْتقِيم> Now be steadfast on the Amal on that Iman now. What are the dictates of that Iman? Now you live according to that with steadfastness. Steadfastness is that there's this constancy on it. Your five daily salah, it doesn't become four. Because Allah Ta'ala is the same Allah who we worship in Ramadan and the same Allah is for us after Ramadan also. The same Allah gave us a command to fast in the month of Ramadan and for the same Allah, we perform Salah throughout the year also, so that five daily Salah doesn't become four, because that four Salah is not now keeping up with Taqwa, with the obedience of Allah Taala. That takes a person into the into the category of being involved in Fisk, becoming a somebody who is defying Allah Taala, somebody who is contradicting Allah Taala's command, who is disobedient to Allah Taala. So the five daily Salah continue on five daily Salah, not anything less. And then together with that fulfilling the sunnah, the wajib salah, the sunnahs. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala blessed with tawfiq of tilawat in the month of Ramadan. So that doesn't become zero now. Yes, maybe in the month of Ramadan because mashallah, people exert themselves more. The environment is supercharged with spirituality. And with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, we spend more time in the masjid. So a person was reciting much more. But after Ramadan, though the the pace might not be the same, the extent of it might not be the same, but the tilawat of the Quran Sharif must continue with constancy throughout the year. There shouldn't be any day in the life of a mu'min that the tilawat stopped. So tilawat every day of the year. Our salah, there's no compromise on that. Allah gave us a tawfeeq of making zikr, making istighfar, reciting salawat on Nabiya Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Guru Sharif. These are Basics, this is not even anything too much that we can call it extra as such. The daily, reco- we need, we need to be making istighfar daily. Because of the amount of things that we still get inadvertently caught up in. So that is our need. To keep cleaning our heart out, we need to make istighfar. We need to connect ourselves to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa through the medium of reciting dhurud sharif upon him. So that this bond with our Nabiyyatul Arifin Sallam keeps building up, and that bond to the extent it will build up, that will bring istiqamat in following his Mubarak footsteps. That will make it possible, and that will bring istiqamat That will create the zeal to follow in his Mubarak footsteps, not in the way of his enemies, or embracing the life of the lifestyle of the Yahud and Nasara. Now this will come to the extent that a person has developed that bond with Nabiya Kareem sallallahu and that requires we remember our Nabiya sallallahu wa sallam, daily by reciting abundant Duru Sharif the bay minimum is at least hundred times a day and that hundred times a day sallallahu alaihi wasallam, sallallahu alaihi wasallam won't even take three minutes do we not even have three minutes to dedicate to Duru Sharif daily And that's the bay minimum that is now the last bit in the pot now just daily now wiping it clean that is the bare minimum. So that bare minimum, three minutes, surely we have three minutes to recite Duru Sharif daily. Not some days we do it and some days we don't, we miss it out completely. Daily minimum, hundred times Guru Sharif, hundred times Istighfar, the recitation of the third Kalima, the recitation of other Askar and Tasbihat. Likewise time, some dedicated time for Dua daily. Time to be given to learning Deen. Even though if it's, that's not on a daily basis, but sometimes daily or, or weekly that we are learning deen, we are learning more to improve our deen. We learn so much about other things and keep trying to learn about this, that and the other. But to learn how to connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. To learn how to improve our akhlaq, how to improve in all the facets of life. So now all this is what is required to bring ourselves onto that istiqamat And that istiqamat itself is such a crucial aspect. So the istiqamat, the staying on Deen with steadfastness, this is the extremely important thing. It's greater than a thousand karamats. Imam Shafi was once told that Lays bin Sa'ad Misri was a very great Faqih. There was a Mufti of Egypt in his time. He was a very great Imam. He said this is what he's, he's mentioned what he's mentioned, see, you see a person, he's walking on water if he's walking on water also, don't become deceived you first judge him in the light of the Quran and Sunnah judge him in the light of the Quran and Sunnah and see if there's istiqamat in his life if there's istiqamat in his life, then now you regard him as somebody worthy of being followed, otherwise if he can walk on water also, doesn't matter if he's not, his life is not in accordance with the Qur'an and Sunnah. So now this was related to Imam Shafi Al-Ali. Imam Shafi Al-Ali replied and said, "Layth bin Sa'ad said it inadequately. He said it inadequately. He says it's actually beyond that too. Forget seeing him walking on the water. If you see him flying in the air as well. You see him flying in the air as well, don't count him as anything. Until you have judged him in the light of the Qur'an and Sunnah. Does he have deen in his life? Does he have the Mubarak Sunnah of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Is there istiqamat in his life? Istiqamat on deen istiqamat on deen refers to practicing consistently on the Shariat and Sunnah He is not that he can fly in the air for whatever however he gained that ability but he is far away from the practices of deen He is far away from the Sunnah of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam That is no, no achievement Achievement is istiqamat on deen. So this is what we are now to focus on, as this Mubarak month of Ramadan goes, it's the month of Ramadan that has gone. It is not deen that has gone. It is not the ahkam of Allah ta'ala that went away. Only the compulsion of fasting is now no more applicable after Ramadan, that it's not compulsory to fast. But deen is the same deen. The same Allah who we fasted for, we worship after Ramadan as well. So why should there now be a different approach to deen, that now we become lax? So this is the need. And this istiqamat as mentioned in the hadith, where the Sahabi asked Nabi Wasallam, tell me about something in deen that I don't need to ask anybody. So Nabi SAW said to him, قُلْ آمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقِيمُ Now he wanted to know how to achieve this istiqamad, or what will keep it safe then. So he asked a further question and this question was linked to the first the question then he asked that what do you fear most for me in other words now I need to move forward and now there's a road out there but there's dangers also so I need to pass, move on that road safely and reach my destination safely and there's every road there's some dangers so what is the danger that I have to be careful about? What do you fear most for me? So, فَأَخَذَ بِلِلِسَانِ نَفْسِهِ فَقَالَ هَا كَذَا Nabi ﷺ held his own mubarak tongue between his fingers and he said this. Watch out for this. If you keep your tongue safe, a lot of your istiqamat will be achieved through this alone. In one hadith sharif Nabi ﷺ himself says, لَا يَسْتَقِيمُ إِمَانُ عَبْدٍ حَتَّى يَسْتَقِيمَ لِسَانُهُ that a person's iman will not be straight until his tongue is not straight. Wala hatta His heart will never be able to be properly straight until he keeps his tongue straight. It's by the tongue that a person loses his whole Ramadan rule. By getting involved in so many vices of the tongue and ghibat he will start making of somebody or the other he'll pass on all his rewards of Ramadan to somebody else. So the tongue will destroy all the efforts that we made. So now this is the very important aspect of istiqamat In the Qur'an Sharif also, Allah Ta'ala highlights this for us. And Allah Ta'ala highlights that those who live their lives with istiqamat then how will they be received? What will be the reward of this then? إِنَّ those who made the claim and they said Allah, they testified to Allah Ta'ala's oneness, they accepted Allah Ta'ala as their Rabb, they accepted Nabi Kareem as their Rasool and Messenger, and then having come into Iman, having made this claim to Iman, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ They then remained steadfast on that, with their words, with their deeds. Umar radiallahu ta'ala was asked How do you explain istiqamah? What is the meaning of istiqamah? He said, you remain steadfast on all the injunctions Whatever Allah has commanded And you refrain from all the prohibitions And you don't start looking for loopholes like the fox The fox now, left and right, it starts suddenly It's not straight And it's looking for any escape Any loophole somewhere any, any shortcut to escape out of something He so says, you don't be like a fox you be straight, fulfilling the injunctions of Allah Ta'ala and refraining from the prohibitions. So now those who said Rabbun Allah and then they remain with istiqamat on Deen, istiqamat in their salah, istiqamat in their a'mal, istiqamat in their mu'amalat and their dealings. They're dealing in the way that Allah has commanded. There's no incorrect dealings, there's no deception, there's no fraud, there's no causing harm to others, there's no usurping other people's wealth so istiqamat in their muamalat istiqamat in their muasharat their social life how they live with others how they live with people in their own home how they live with their parents what kind of respect they show their parents do they humble themselves in front of their parents how does a wife live with the husband is she according the correct respect to the husband is the husband living correctly with his wife is He treating her the way Allah Ta'ala has commanded in the Quran Sharif? bil Treat them kindly in the world. Allahu In the Quran Sharif, Allah is interceding on behalf of His servants who He has put in the nikah of somebody. That perhaps you might dislike some things about them, but you may dislike something, Allah has put khair for you in the same thing. So treat them kindly. Allah's command and Allah's intercession on behalf of His servants. So now, the istiqamat in that muasharat and how we deal with people in general and istiqamat in akhlaq So now all these facets of deen إِنَّ Allah, This is a short life. Even if it's 50 years, or it's 100 years too, It's a very very short life compared to the infinite life of Akhirat. So what can this count for? It can't count for a, one one grain in a whole the world full of grain. One grain, what is that comparison? What fraction does that make now? The whole of Phoenix is filled with grain and one grain a person says, work out the comparison. What fraction of this? There is no comparison. That too is still something. There is no way that we can the very limited time in dunya, be compared to the infinite time, unending time in aakhirat. So in the short time of this dunya life, a person remains steadfast. Now the doors of the everlasting pleasure and happiness open up for him. He's still in dunya, his time has come to leave. malaika. He's not yet gone, he's still around, but he's already moving out. Allah Ta'ala now sends the welcome party. Subhanallah, what is somebody's red carpet treatment? Sometimes that red carpet itself is not What is that red carpet treatment of dunya? This is the welcome party of the angels coming along. Allah ta-hzanu. You have nothing to fear. When a person is going to an unknown place, he's a bit anxious, not sure what's going to come up. You got nothing to fear. Everything is laid out for you. Allah ta'hafu wa You have nothing to grieve over what has passed as well. Any mistakes, whatever, you were with istiqamat. The odd situation came here and there, you made tawbah immediately. Allah has forgiven everything. Allah ta'hafu wa ta'hzanu. Wa abshiru bil jannati lati kuntum tu'adun. Now you're still around, he's still in dunya, he's not yet gone completely, but he's already now in the stages of leaving dunya and he's already getting this glad tiding that you have now, the gla- take the glad tidings of that jannat which you have been promised sometimes it sounded, maybe to somebody that this is just some fairy tale Well, this is just to now, just pacify us to go along say no no, you restrained yourself from the haram you made the mujahada against your nafs you struggled against those evil desires and you crushed it, in the process you broke your heart sometimes but you broke it for Allah Ta'ala and you did not give in to those haram desires you remained steadfast on the command of Allah Ta'ala you sacrificed your sleep at the time of Fajr you sacrificed everything else at the time of the other Salah and you did not compromise the command of Allah Ta'ala you were steadfast in fulfilling what Allah wanted from you so now is the time of your rejoicing وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ tu'adun take the glad tidings of that Jannad, now you'll see it with your eyes already in the grave, the window of jannat will be opened out to him and the cool breeze of Jannad and the bedding of Jannat will be provided for him and already his grave will become a garden of Jannah for him and it will be expanded to the extent of his sight and vision and all these bounties and na'mas will already start in the cover. and then what will still come is beyond that بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاءُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ Because of your istiqamat your consciousness of Allah, Ta'ala, we were your support while you lived. We assisted you. The angels will say, we were there to help you. We helped you to guide you out of those situations. Because you were determined to remain with istiqamat You were determined to avoid committing any wrong and you were ready to undertake the mujahada. So now we were your guardians and helpers while you were around in dunya or fil akhirah, akhira we'll assist you and see you through the stages till you get to jannat also. وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَدَّعُونَ and now that when you get to jannat وَلَكُمْ ma مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ whatever you desire you'll get because you kept on crushing your haram desires in dunya so when you did that for Allah Ta'ala, now Allah will grant you whatever you desire and whatever you call for, Nuzulam min ghafurir rahim. Allah Ta'ala grant us this Jannah. This Jannah will come via this Istiqamat. Allah knows best what time we have left. Whether we have one year left, one month, one week, one day, one hour or less. Allah knows, we don't know. We have to prepare for it as if the next moment can be the time that we have to leave because that can be a reality anytime. Now with the short time that we have, we have to live with istiqamat. One of the most crucial things in this istiqamat is the aspect of dua. Daily, earnestly begging Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy and begging Allah's help to remain with istiqamat. Person daily in the dead of night or the last thing at night in one corner of his home make two rakats nafil. Make two rakats nafil daily and turn to Allah in dua. Ya Allah, I am very weak. I am extremely weak. And I don't even have any courage in me. But Ya Allah, your help will make everything easy for me. So I'm turning to you for your help, for istiqamad. Daily, every night, make toba, istighfar, two rakats salat, nafil, with the niyat of salatul haja, salatul tauba, and then make this dua. And this is the prescription of very great personalities he so said do it for a few weeks and see the effect thereafter. The consistency and istiqamat in this also is nevertheless something necessary. So now, dua daily, very crucial for the istiqamat, is to keep ourselves in the right environments. Keep ourselves away from places of sin, from such company that takes us towards haram, that encourages, encourages us in the wrong way, takes us in some other direction, a person A Person will follow the way of his friend. What kind of friend he has, he's going to end up doing the same thing. Sooner or later he's going to do the same thing. If it's good, he'll start doing the good. And if it's the other side, he's going to start doing the wrong things. So the kind of company he keeps, keeps himself in the environment of the Masjid as much as he can. For the daily five Salah obviously, together with that, some time additional in the masjid, in the house of Allah Ta'ala fulfilling some ibadat, fill of the Qur'an Sharif etc daily some zikr, tasbihat, istighfar as we already discussed keeping the company of the pious and righteous and making an effort on our deen, making an effort on our iman this is an ongoing process like we eat every day, we don't stop eating now because we ate for six years already ten years, somebody eating fifty years he says fifty years I've been eating every day For one month let's give it a break now. Nobody ever thinks like that. He says he ate in the morning, he needs to eat in the afternoon again. He ate in the afternoon, he's waiting for supper in the evening. For our physical nourishment, we want to have three meals a day plus anything and everything in between also. What about the spiritual nourishment? The spiritual nourishment needs to be nourished all the time as well. So all the time this is a process, all the amal has to continue. We be keeping ourselves in the environments of deen in the programs of deen inshallah all this will boost our iman all this will help to stay on istiqamat and we seek somebody to guide us in our deen somebody who we have the compatibility with somebody who will be able to direct us and help us come out of all those disasters that we find ourselves falling into help us to how to navigate past the dangers that is like we ask advice for anything else in dunya we don't want to take chances we don't want to get caught up in some deal that might be a, become a problem for us or we might become, it might become a loss for us so we take advice, we go and pay for the advice we go and seek more professional advice because now we don't want to get caught up in something that we might now have a problem with for dunya we take all these steps and then we pay for it as well for deen we'll get free advice but that free advice inshallah will help us navigate past these major dangers so we need to now take the steps to now find somebody to guide us. And in all this, we keep up with the a'mal, we keep up with the efforts of deen. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala grant us this very very great gift and wealth of istiqamat. This is greater than a thousand karamats. A person can fly in the air and he can do anything else supernatural, but if there is no istiqamat in his life, it counts for nothing. This is really it. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfeeq in this regard. Is all the efforts of Deen as well, the efforts whatever happens in the masjid, the talks of Deen that take place, the talim that takes place, whatever other efforts of Deen. Likewise, is the ishtima that will take place, inshallah, on the 30th of April, first, second of May. From 30th April is the Sunday from Zohar till that Tuesday morning fajr in Siqaw Lake. This is part of the same effort to bring istiqamat in our lives, istiqamat in practicing Deen istiqamat in inviting others towards deen. So now this is part of the same process and same effort. So inshallah we make ourselves available to be present and with the same intention that how this can inspire us to become truly people who live with istiqamat and become the true servants of Allah. Allah, Allah give us tawfeek.